Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the PM Diaries. We are your hosts, and my name is Paige. My name is Maddie. Welcome back, Night Owls. It's Thursday, October 5th, 2023, and it was a rainy day in the Windy City today. It was, like, rainy, but then it was also, like, kind of just gloomy and weird. But it makes me happy because I feel like fall is coming, and I'm happy about that. Definitely, there was a clear distinction between these summery days. Um, When I walked out this morning, I was not expecting the rain. I didn't even have a coat on, so I had to make sure I took care of that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't hate rain. You know this about me. Like, I actually really like rainy days. I don't hate rain either, and honestly, I'm not mad at thunder or lightning. But for some reason, when I was a kid... Who was it? Somebody in our neighborhood when we were growing up got struck by lightning. Oh, don't you remember that? Yeah, it wasn't a kid. It was someone's mom. I won't say who the person was, but it was someone's mom um, that was down the street. Oh, no, Clooney. Um, But it was someone's mom around the corner for us. We had a hill in our neighborhood and she lived down the hill. And I'll never forget that shit. That is terrifying. Very. But even then, like out of the most obscure things that can happen because it's actually really rare to get struck by lightning but I remember feeling like kind of scared about that yes I think it was just because it hit close to home yeah and we like knew her and she was somebody's mom it literally made the news that's wild yeah and like lightning strike I think the more so the fear that I felt was like I vividly remember watching Clooney is going crazy yeah she really is going crazy I vividly remember watching a a soap opera where the lady got stuck in the elevator. And that was, I think, a core memory for me as a kid. Like, I literally remember I loved going to the mall, but I I was like, no, we need to take the escalator instead of the elevator because, Mm -hmm. like, what am I going to do if I get stuck on here? Well, do you remember what you were voted by the basketball team? No. Hypochondriac. Shut the fuck up, was I? Yes, you got team hypochondriac. And the thing is, like, it was just for the team and it was just for like silly stuff like getting sick and stuff but you've always been like that I'm hyper such cautious a worrier yeah you're Ugh. a worrier and you know what that's actually like indicative of having anxiety oh yeah which I'm like starting to like get to know with myself but holy shit like I literally like people think they're invincible I'm the complete opposite like I yeah. do not think I'm invincible like no I I'm just like oh I'd be the unlucky person that like and I remember when we were kids like we were always like scared even to go to the basement. Oh, my gosh. We were the scaredest kids of all time. We could not even be on a floor in the house alone. Alone. I literally, like, was a kid walking around the house, closing all the windows at night. A part of what me wonders, fuck? is it because we were, like, so codependent on each other that, like, we couldn't be alone and we would get scared and stuff? It could be because we were so codependent, but I also feel like it's because mom made sure, like, we were aware of the dangers yeah. in the world. She was never going to have invincible feeling kids. No. Like. We were definitely made aware of the dangers of the world, honey. I also think it just goes back to our um, affinity to like watching the news. Um, For those of you who don't know, like we were soup, we were news kids. Like we were truly like kids that always watched the news and always were aware. And I think that also plays a part just in like feelings of just being nervous about stuff. I don't know. It's just funny to to think about that, though. Um, but yes, so I was just curious to know, like, how was your day today? My day was pretty good. Um, I actually kind of had a long day. I was really tired. You know, like, it's crazy. This never happened to me before, but all of a sudden recently I've been feeling like my feet are going numb. Yeah. 
So that's been like super difficult because I don't know what it is. Obviously, when I was in high school, I had like compartment syndrome. Explain it. Um, the girlies that don't know. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm not really sure what it is. It's a muscle thing. It's um, like where your your muscles can't take the pressure or something like that. And yeah. they can't expand properly. Yeah, it, it, it has to do with like the blood in your muscles and shit like that. But my feet were, were numb. But like, I just feel like all of a sudden they're numb. So today they were really numb. I don't know if it's because I was how I, like how I was sitting in my chair or what. But um, other than that, it was a pretty good day. That's good. My day was good, too. Um, I definitely had a much better day than I did yesterday. Um, and that's just why you, I don't know, you meditate and you continue to move on. And it definitely helped me. So now I'm feeling much better today. That's good. Um, I was laughing. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter or TikTok last night, but did you see Bowen Yang and Angie K on Watch What Happens How could Live? I not see Bowen Yang and Angie K? That was like a match made in heaven. Yeah, it definitely was. Bowen set the internet on fire, baby. He, he did. Yeah. He had a lot of hot takes. He had hot takes. There was a game on the show last night where um, he was basically asked, like, I guess if he were to be like uh, in charge of housewives land what would be some changes that he made and he said he would get rid of giselle bryant oh my god um, who's a member of the real housewives of potomac and you know what i hot take i didn't disagree it's not even that i disagree for those of you who don't know bowen yang also hosts a podcast called las culturistas with matt rogers um and they i'm sure talk about a lot of housewives news and stuff like that mm -hmm. for me it was it's not that i even want to get rid of giselle because I'm like, oh, that's mean. Like, I don't want to get rid of Giselle. But I think Giselle needs to bring more to the table. Right. Um, she's very, she's really, really good at spin. And mm -hmm. she's really good at being evasive. Um, and then people were, like, vilifying Monique for her bringing up uh, Jamal. Right. Um, when literally she has no issue talking about anybody else's drama. Yep. And she kind of doesn't provide those storylines. She has absolutely no storyline. If we sit here and look at what her storylines are, they're Jamal. Yeah. What else does she have? I mean, she Nothing. did have the podcast with Robin. Paige, no. She had, That's what else did she line. have? Every Hugh Beauty that she would talk about, building her brand. I think this, coming into this season, I think it might be one of Giselle's better seasons because it seems like she actually has, like, I don't know, like her daughter's going off to college. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people can relate to those feelings. But and, that's her daughter. Yeah. Like, do you see how everything, like every hue, okay, that was her brand. Yeah. Um. Even the, the she mentioned having to have some sort, didn't she have a health issue or something? or something like that? Or um, fibroids so or something. She mentioned something along those lines. So that's her storyline. And it can be really helpful for women. The other storylines are just parts of your life. Like, it's just, oh, yeah, my daughter's going to school. But it's not, how is that impacting you? How is this this? The dating yeah. storylines, like, even with Sherman, we could never really get to how it was making her feel. She was just crying. And yeah. I feel like the problem is when you go on to Housewives and you treat everybody else so... Um, I don't know. Like you just hold everyone else's feet to the fire yeah. and you're not holding yourself to the same standards. Like viewers notice that. So I have to say, although I wouldn't completely say she just needs to be gone forever. I would say there needs to be some terms and conditions and some <laughs> rules of engagement. Like you got to bring something else to the table. We've seen housewives get fired for less. Yeah. It kind of just, I don't know. I feel like, 
I think I can under I understand very much where Bo and Yang is coming from for yeah. sure, and I'm not disagreeing with him. I'm just like, oh, I feel bad. Like even Teddy Mellencamp when she got when people kept calling her boring. <laughs> yeah. I never thought Teddy was boring. I didn't think she was boring either. I was. I, it was never like I was just like, oh, Teddy's boring. Yeah, but even Teddy, like she brought more storylines. Her she was arguing with people. She was involved. Now was she as exciting as other housewives no but she was also with a superstar cast on the real housewives of beverly hills that's true and what's wrong with accepting personalities that aren't as forward as other people yeah like i'm sorry we can't all be lisa renna yeah you know what i mean exactly but that was very much so like took twitter by storm and just was perfect like i feel like angie k held her own too like Mm -hmm. it was just a good episode it was um so, yeah, I was also looking, I, you know, this has always been an interesting story, but, um, obviously the Chrisleys are in jail now with us. Yeah. We were always fans of the Chrisleys. We watched with our mom all the time. There was a show called Keeping Up with the Chrisleys, right? Um, was it Keeping Up with the Chrisleys? Let me look it up really Keeping quick. Up with the Chrisleys sounds wrong. It Chrisley does. Knows Best. Chrisley Knows Best. It was Lord Chrisley Jesus. Knows Best, and it was so good. It actually premiered on USA Today. Mm-hmm. It followed a pretty affluent family that lived in Georgia. Yeah. Um, Savannah Chrisley is probably one of the most notable from the show, mm-hmm. as well as her father, Todd Chrisley. Yeah. Um, Chase and, and Julie Chrisley, et cetera. Um, well, recently they ran into some legal trouble, it seems, regarding taxes mm-hmm. Um, and Julie and Todd were actually sentenced to pretty hefty prison sentences that yeah. were, I mean, I'm sure absolutely devastating for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to give you guys some, some backstory on that, but it seems as though recently Savannah revealed that her father Todd is teaching finance classes in prison, Yeah, which is perfect for him. It's perfect. I would sit in his fucking finance class all day. Yes. I don't think people... And the older you get, obviously, maybe for some people, they realize in their journey younger, but you understand how much goes into finances. You understand how much goes into wealth, financial literacy, literacy about the stock market, literacy about investing. Yeah. You realize how much goes into that. And if you look at like Todd and his life, there's probably so much that people can learn from him. Yeah. I would be first row. Yeah, I agree. Like even just down to the little things, like obviously me recently we've had an introduction into literally just trying to file for an LLC. Yeah. And it's one of the hardest things. Like, why mm-hmm. is this shit so hard? Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to school for business, obviously. Like, I'm I'm stuck on Google and a fucking dream and YouTube. But do they like, teach that? I wonder if they teach that in business school. I don't think they teach that in business necessarily. But just what I'm getting at is just like filing for a business, mm-hmm. um, learning how to run a business, learning how to operate a business, all of these little nuances and things like these people are getting taught like fully I feel like premier lessons yeah it, it's it's definitely like you get a, a new um look at some of the I don't know Paige I feel like you took that the wrong way a little bit what like no I wasn't saying that I was literally just saying do do you learn that in business schools like, I don't know what you learn in business school to be honest but what I can tell you is I didn't learn it in communication class hell no uh, we didn't learn shit that was actually important but yeah. um yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel like I would be front row at, in any of his business classes. We were even just talking about like Roth R I I don't even fucking know how to say it. IRAs and or something. <laughs> even watching the TikToks where people are like talking to people that are knowing their finances and stuff and the little pieces of advice that they get. There's some science to this shit. And mm-hmm. I would be front row at his class. I know they have some premier uh, stuff, some teachings. Mm-hmm. Um, another news that came out, Simone Biles won her 20th world championship gold medal. 
Um, That's awesome. I know. I used to feel like people saying goat was so corny, but now I'm like, no, I'm fully aligned. Like it, to be a beast at your sport like that is insane. I know the toll it takes on your body. I mean, I just can't imagine. It's just the absolute dedication. And as people know, like being a gymnast is not easy. Um, it's an extremely, extremely physical sport. Like, and honestly, like gym, being a gymnast is actually really dangerous. Like I kind of get nervous every time, like I'm watching the Olympics and they go up into the air or they're doing these like balance beam tricks and stuff like that. It does take me back a little bit to our gymnastic days. Yeah. That oh was Lord. cute. But it, just we to, looked really cute. Just to see someone in their prime, especially Simone, who's shown resiliency um, by shining a light on how some of these athletes who gymnasts are really young typically especially when they're in the peak of their career and sometimes how they're being taken advantage of by people close to them and also shining a light more recently on her mental health as an athlete and how she's honoring herself but but also giving herself space um and that helps her to love what she does even more yeah like I'm just happy to see it me too I think it's really really fun um to watch her journey um so yeah I don't know it was pretty I don't know lit I guess you could say on the internet there was a lot going on so yes there was a lot going on so we should probably get straight into our bedtime stories so story one according to CNN Biden cancels another nine billion dollars in student loan debt days after payments restart the Biden administration has approved debt relief for an additional 125,000 student loan borrowers totaling $9 billion in forgiveness, the White House said Wednesday. The announcement comes just days after federal student loan payments restarted after a three-plus year pause. Through the Supreme Court... Though, excuse me, though the Supreme Court struck down President Joe Biden's hallmark student loan forgiveness program, which promised up to $20,000 in debt relief for low and middle income borrowers, the administration has continued to find other ways to provide debt relief. The cancellations announced Wednesday come through three different existing debt relief programs that have been plagued with problems in the past. The White House is conducting what it calls quote, fixes to a broken student loan system. An additional 53,000 borrowers will receive debt cancellation under the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, which wipes away remaining... I have fucked up every word in this story. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. Which wipes away remaining student loan debt after qualifying public sector workers make 10 years worth of monthly payments. Biden, who made a campaign pledge to cancel some student loan debt, spoke about his administration's recent efforts on Wednesday, saying, quote, This kind of relief is life-changing for individuals and their families, but it's good for our economy as well. By freeing millions of Americans from the crushing burden of student debt, it means they can go and get their lives in order, Biden said. They can think about buying a house. They can start a business. They can be starting a family. This matters. It matters most to their daily lives, he added. A White House official said that the new discharges bring the total approved debt cancellation to $127 billion for nearly 3.6 million borrowers so far during Biden's time in office. I'm going to start calling you sweetie. I know. That was a fucking <laughs> mouthful. Holy shit. Yeah. No, it's actually people getting on her like that was like, 
like, oh yeah, whatever. But it's actually really hard to do that. It's so, so hard. And I wasn't even live. So no. like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> exactly. But um, thoughts. This was some really good news. I feel like obviously with his initiative being struck down by the Supreme Court, he's had to get really creative with ways to make good on his promise. Yeah. I am the biggest fan of student loan forgiveness. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Like if you think about it, especially like people want to get all on millennials and Gen Z's ass. Can you imagine back in the day they just got to come out of school and school was 500 damn dollars and they're like okay yeah i can go start my life now millennials and gen z are crushed they are in debt that makes no goddamn sense these banks these people they found an industry and they exploited Exploited the hell out of it they got rich off this shit what i will say too is i think we should while we're looking into to debt and loan forgiveness i feel like the problem starts with the cost of school like let's start there that's what's Um, being exploited that's what's being exploited yes but like we also need to look at the universities and hold them accountable and and whoever decides how much the cost of tuition is yeah because like i'm i'm literally genuinely trying to figure out like what's tea especially with some of these programs that we are not promised to make number one um, this is just me speaking as someone who was a communication major um i knew going into it i was probably going to spend more money on my degree than potentially what i would earn i think i'm a special case we'll see um but it's just i think they should consider that when they're pricing the program like you know what i think i totally understand nowadays why and this is something obviously i would never give this advice to a student and tell them not to pursue what they want but going back i would change my degree really hands the fuck down Mm. you're spending all this money on a degree you might as well go there for something that you can get use out of as a backup plan yeah and then chase your dreams with a better degree you can always go into communication with a mechanical engineering degree you can always do that and make that shit happen but guess what if you have to fall back on something that's going to provide you more money you can do that i am not mad at your argument um for me though i kind of look at it in another way too like i look at it in that lens be smart about what you choose but then i also look at it in the lens of like maybe college isn't the way exactly like there's so many like trade programs and cosmetology like doing hair doing nails would be fun for me and Mm -hmm. i would be making more money probably yeah like it's just very very interesting i think like um it kind of reminds me of the mindset of like how we talked about in our other episode regarding body image and like how we're told like all these other things and then it's exploited about us and they force us to make us think something's wrong with ourselves and it's almost like that it's like they Mm -hmm. they preach the importance of college and then they inflated the prices to an insane amount to the point where people had to borrow because they felt like they needed it and now they're in debt forever they exploited they geniusly and masterfully (laughs) exploited the fuck out of an industry that is taking advantage of young people and you wonder why all this shit that people used to do isn't happening yeah oh we're worried about our population people aren't having kids as soon oh it's because of this shit and so like honestly i'm at war with student loan debt and i'm gonna turn my pain into my purpose And if I ever get the opportunity, baby, everybody's loans are getting forgiven. Yes. And How those cool banks would can that fucking be? go Holy suck shit. it, bitch. Fuck How you. cool would that be? Like, could you imagine? I need Joe to figure out a plan to get this program to pass. I know. I'm, like, what do we need? You know what? We People need to vote. That's what mm, we need to do. Yeah. And I'm talking about show up for the local and fucking state level elections, not just president. And then honey. we need... <laughs> 
Wow. Wow. Clooney had a lot to say she about did. that I th- one. I think she agrees what? with us. Does she agree with me? Should I go get her? Yeah, maybe you should, honestly. But yeah, I don't know. Alrighty, into the next story. Selena Gomez hosts inaugural Rare Impact Fund benefit, calling mental health fund the most important thing that I've ever done. Selena Gomez continued her commitment to Mental Health Awareness Wednesday, hosting the inaugural Rare Impact uh, Fund benefit, a night of radiance and reflection in Los Angeles. The event supported the Rare Impact Fund's mission to reduce the stigma associated with mental health and expand access to mental health services and education for young people around the world. I've always wanted to do one, but I thought we were too young to maybe do it. Gomez, who launched the fund in 2020, or excuse me, 2020, told a Hollywood reporter of throwing the benefit. We're in a good place, and I guess why not now? We're stoked to be able to do this. It's going to a great cause, and I just couldn't be happier. Um, Gomez's only murders in the building co-star Martin Short served served (laughs) holy shit we are like i swear to god we can talk it's because it's late (laughs) yes um served as mc for the evening which also featured a special performance from her and a dj set by marshmallow inside the event gomez took the stage and admitted the event was very overwhelming for her to be honest i threw up this morning as she told the crowd this has been the culmination of a lifelong dream for me but it has also stemmed from some of the darkest moments of my life i struggled with the world inside my head for a long time and I felt lost and felt hopeless at times in 2020 I received my diagnosis of bipolar disorder and to be honest everything quickly changed I actually got the knowledge and the answers I had been desperate for for so long and understanding that obviously makes me become more aware of it and less afraid than I used to be she continued with that knowledge I could seek out the support I needed to be myself to find my joy again and tonight I'm very proud to say that I have I'm working really hard every day, and I'm so happy just to be alive and to be here with you guys today. Gomez noted that if she, a person with resources, struggled for so long, what does that mean for those who don't have access to the same support? The Rare Impact Fund has a goal of raising $100 million over the course of 10 years to provide those resources, which the star said probably sounds really absurd, but I think it's possible and I think I can do it. When I look at my little sister, Gracie, the world that she and her generation inherits must be a better one, a kinder one, a clearer one, and a more connected one with support and access. It has been my ultimate dream to launch this fund, and it's probably the most important thing that I've ever done. And I just couldn't be more proud of the Rare Impact team for the work that they're doing, Gomez said. Finishing off her speech by thanking the crowd for everything you're going to do tonight. It's the hardest journey I've ever been on, but by far the most rewarding. I love that. I really have been, like, number one, really into Selena Gomez recently. Like, I just feel like she is such a successful woman who's really really like using her platform for good Mm -hmm. especially with the highlight that she's putting on mental health and specifically mental health in um young people and one of the things that she said i don't know if it was at the rare impact fund benefit um or if it was just in an interview that she recently did with i think fast company but she said her goal is that everybody has access to happiness and i loved the way she summed that up because that'll look like that'll look different to everybody like what happiness is for you Mm -hmm. and what access you need will look different to everybody but she's in it to help Mm -hmm. i personally loved reading about this story obviously you know this about me Paige, but some of our listeners might not 
my life was changed by having access to like mental health resources and I think it's something that we all deserve and I'm so happy to see um someone like Selena Gomez she's so cool number one like she's in her prime right now it almost puts me in the mindset of Kim Kardashian when she stepped into her criminal justice phase yeah she's at her prime she's rich as fuck she's set to be a billionaire she's pretty she's doing passion projects and now look the fact that she stepped up in this way is cunty and it it might be my favorite thing she's ever done and I love rare beauty so yes I think um, it's awesome too and I I don't think 100 million is is too high of a goal for Miss Selena because as you touched on like rare beauty is taking off she's on track to be a billionaire and i think this is a cause that literally everybody can relate to yeah um and i just love that again she's putting this at the forefront it's something that's true to her so she has a true connection to it um and i mean even the rare beauty um excuse me the rare impact fund benefit was star-studded i mean people have already connected with this mission Mm -hmm. i mean she's just amazing she's amazing i would love to be a part of that yeah that would definitely be awesome um so great job selena props to your mama and we're just gonna keep rooting you on so moving on to the next story according to tmz drew barrymore's head writers won't return for the show the damage is done drew barrymore's actions during the writer's strike appear to have royally pissed off the top writers on her talk show because they're quitting and refusing to work when the show returns post-strike a trio of co-head writers who worked on the Drew Barrymore show pre-strike have reportedly turned down offers to come back and work for her syndicated daytime program, which leaves the production in hurry up mode to hire some new scribes per the Hollywood reporter. The writers turning their backs on Drew are Chelsea White, Christina Kanan, and Liz Coe. They've been working on Drew Barrymore's show since season one. When Drew announced she was prematurely bringing her show back before the strike was over, a couple of them openly expressed disappointment in their boss, echoing the backlash Drew received at large. Of course, Drew ended up reversing course and ultimately held off on having her talk show return to the air, as did several other hosts, but clearly the relationship between Drew and her head writers was damaged. Not too long after that, the AMPTP and WGA ended up striking a deal and the picketing writers were given the green light to go back to work. Now that Drew's without her key writers, it's unclear if this will affect her official return date, which was just announced as October 16th. Their departure certainly throws a wrench in the works. Wow. So they they have some bad blood now. Honestly, like, I think, I think this just goes deeper to show, like, the writers don't get the credit they deserve. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of times, like, the writers literally are the ones creating the show. Like, the host is just the one you see and just the one saying it. Mm -hmm. As we saw, like, Drew Barrymore's show kind of took off, um, not only because of, like, her quirky personality, but also we saw a lot of viral clips, her kneeling uh, with almost everybody on her show. Oh, my gosh. Brooke Shields, everybody. Chloe Bailey. Yeah, Chloe Bailey. But I think she also had some fun segments. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I liked Drew's news. I liked that she included Ross Matthews and things like that. Like that but i'm shocked they won't come back i'm not i think Why? because and number one i just have to say this is not funny but to, a whole bunch of the articles about this story had a like a a, a pick stitch i don't know how else to say it it was like a collage, collage of like a screenshot from drew's apology video where she was crying <sighs> and then like the writer saying they're not coming back and how cringe and all this shit <sighs> it was oh funny God. like i hate to say it it was funny but um 
I'm not surprised that they're not coming back. I think that this is people's livelihood. This is how people feed their families. And like, this is serious to them. They are about that life and they're passionate about it. And I think they were willing to strike for God, however long they were on strike and they're willing to keep going. They're not going to return to her show. So she might not have meant anything by it. I think Drew came out several times and said like, look, I was trying to do good. I was trying to get people money. I was trying to, but and there is that that side of the debate too because I know Billy Porter also was coming out and saying that he couldn't he was going to have to what he was going to have to either sell his home or something like that because he couldn't afford to pay his bills Mm -hmm. and I do think that Drew Barrymore was maybe just wanted to come back to her show maybe but I do think that there was I think it could have been her being conscious about getting people back to work Um, but I think her writers felt betrayed she could have been conscious about getting her people back to work I think she was yeah i think it was tone deaf yeah um but once again we all make these decisions in life where we think we're doing the right thing and maybe we regret it later or maybe we stand by it or maybe other people disagree she could have had good intent yeah but sometimes it's just like maybe you could have just done what the late night host did which was host a podcast and give the proceeds to your writers yeah maybe we could have gotten creative to find another way to get people the money yeah um but hindsight is 2020 and who am i to judge um so yeah i don't know this shit is just it's gonna be interesting because what is she gonna do and it was her top three writers it's not even like it was just exactly. one they were her head writers and they were good writers i yeah. mean the drew barrymore show took off like yeah. uh, i don't know but we'll stay close to this as we do with everything else and yeah. we'll just see what happens it'll be interesting to see when her show comes back i know Alrighty. i will be tuned in though yes Story four, Cardi B goes topless on a plane to fix a wardrobe mishap with TikTok hack. Would you try this? There is no fashion emergency that Cardi B can't solve. The up rapper, 30 years old, recently found herself in an urgent need of a dress repair while on a plane, but she fortunately had some TikTok hacks stored in her memory to put to the test. On Tuesday, the Grammy winner shared a candid video to Twitter or excuse me, to X, formerly known as Twitter, showing how she and her team handled the situation like pros. Cardi is seen covering her bare chest while someone on her squad attempts to take in a few inches of her silver body dress by wrapping a bundle of fabric with an elastic tie. The quick fix miraculously worked, and Cardi gave the camera a 360-degree view of the result. So my stylist wasn't on the plane with me, so Patience and my makeup artist did this TikTok hack to my dress. Would you try this? Teamwork makes the dream work. She captioned the video. This is so relatable. Wardrobe malfunctions. Oh my God. Me, most notably, I don't even know if this is a wardrobe malfunction necessarily, but I remember in college, I, um, I don't know. I had like gone to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and when I was leaving, like I had on an undershirt and then I had on a shirt over the undershirt. Right. So like I'm walking around campus and I'm like, why is everybody looking at me? Like Mm -hmm. literally like people and they're not even like looking at me and smiling. They're looking at me in horror. Yeah. Like so then I realized like shortly after that, I never pulled my shirt down, you know, but that's annoying. (sighs) It's so annoying. Because if they're looking at you, why not say something? Be, ex- just tell me, girl, pull your shirt down. But you know what? This is an opportunity for me. Like, I don't know if it's just because I move too quickly or maybe I'm just like not paying attention. I don't check the mirror before I leave the bathroom. But I'm also the girl who used the bathroom in college and didn't realize there was toilet paper 
paper hanging out of my ass. Like yeah. it literally makes no sense. I like, know. and it's not a wardrobe malfunction, but no, still. it kind of is a wardrobe mishap, and yes. it, it, it qualifies in this situation. I feel like I've had so many wardrobe malfunctions, so many embarrassing fucking moments with my wardrobe. <laughs> Um, one that re- I remember, I remember we were obsessed with buckle jeans. Yeah, still am. Kind and of. I don't know what brand was it. Rock Revival. Rock Revival. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I can't remember the exact brand, but I want to get back in that buckle bag because they had some really cute jeans. They but do. I'll never forget the jeans were too tight and they ripped. Oh, my they God. fucking ripped. And I had to put a coat on. They ripped right down the middle of the butt, child. It was no. a hot mess. And then I've just always, obviously, I have a big chest. Like, yeah. I have big boobs. I just do. And so a lot of wardrobe, I'm I'm very conscious of that because yeah. I have to make sure buttons don't come undone. I have to make sure, you know, I just, I'm very conscious of all of that stuff. So yes. wardrobe malfunctions, they suck. And well. obviously walking around with your zipper down, like everybody's oh, had ugh, that happen to them. But it's just a certain note. And I feel like I'm detail oriented, mm-hmm. but there's just times where I'm like, bitch, you really don't pay attention, even for your own self. Yeah. Like when you should be paying attention to yourself, you are not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Then that's going to have to change, baby. Like, where's the tiktok hack for that i know but i'm not surprised the tiktok hack worked and i would totally try it that's not the only tiktok wardrobe hack i've tried no um i mean the hair tie with the jeans yes the what else there was like go ahead there's a lot i do want to detail the hair tie with the jeans though because it can change people's lives if you can't get your pants to button because you either put on a little or you had to buy smaller for the look or whatever you can put a hair tie around the button of your jeans you can tuck it through the loop and pull it back over to the button and it gives you a little bit of extra space so that's like cunty yes bring me the hacks i need the hacks honey yeah there's so many hacks i'm like forgetting right now but tiktok is definitely a treasure trove even like number one i've been really into fashion recently and i think how people change up their clothes and everything is so cool like there's this girl on tiktok or something and she like thrifts and then completely changes the look Mm. so there's just so many fucking hacks there's so many hacks and i'm happy the girls are sharing them but speaking of cardi b i actually watched her hot ones episode Mm -hmm. and it was so cute i love cardi b i know she's just a beautiful woman and she has a, a great funny personality mm-hmm. and it was a good episode i'll so. have to tune in yes moving on to our next story florida siblings ages 10 and 11 stopped while driving mom's car on the freeway 200 miles from home according to the associated press a 10 year old florida boy and his 11 year old sister who were running away to california drove 200 miles in their mother's car before they were stopped by sheriff's deputies on an interstate highway of Authorities said the Alachua County Sheriff's Office said deputies spotted the sedan on Interstate 75 near Gainesville in North Florida just before 4 a.m. Thursday. The children's mother had reported it stolen and her children missing four hours earlier in Northport, a city in southwest Florida. The deputies, thinking that they were dealing with car thieves, drew their guns and ordered those inside the car to step out. Much to their surprise, deputies observed a 10-year-old male driver exit the vehicle along with his 11-year-old sister, the department said in a statement. The children told deputies the girl had been upset that their mother had taken away her electronic devices for misbehaving, so the boy was driving her to California. 
The children were interviewed by detectives who said there was no indication they had been mistreated by their mother or anyone else in the home. The mother declined to press charges and the children were released to her. This is crazy. wild. The fact that they they drove they made it 200 miles. miles. That's at least in 2 four hours. Cuz how many hours it takes us I have it takes that's us 300 a, miles I feel like to get from Chicago to, to Ohio. Ohio. So that's at least an hour and a half or 2 hours that they made it on 200 miles. That's Has crazy. Did they have to stop and get gas? Probably not. What? But that's wild to me. And of course I'm like, okay, what stemmed this? And it's because she got her phone taken. Like what the fuck? That is such a kid thing. Is like, it? Yes, to be like, you took my phone, like my world, my life is over and I'm going to run away from home and I'm going to take the car. Wow. I feel like this is an extreme reaction. This is extreme though, because as we can all remember the the little boy who said he wanted to do hood rat shit with his <laughs> friends. Yeah. Because um, he wasn't a good driver mm-hmm. and he actually crashed the car. Yeah. But it seems like this 10 year old might have had some practice yeah for sure they had to have had practice because how or you know what though a lot of kids they drove like golf carts they drive what like the little four wheelers four wheelers and and shit shit. like it's kind of an introduction into driving a car so they can have we had no experience when we first started driving we didn't we drove with dad a little bit Mm. but we didn't really have experience driving a car and remember dad told us he could drive really (laughs) early like he could drive way before it was time for him to actually get his license yeah so I don't know. I'm kind of just a low key impressed that they could even make it that far. The fact that he could even drive the damn car I know, like, on the interstate. Like wow. it's not like he was on side roads. He was on the interstate and the freaking speed limit was probably 75, yeah. like 70, 75. And they had to get caught because of a stolen car. car. It wasn't not even because, because he couldn't drive. Exactly. Not because other people called and said, damn, this car swerving. He can't remember that one guy that the little kid that stole the car and they yes. said he can't even see over the wheel. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so I, I guess God. I'm just I'm really impressed by this shit but child I don't know kids will stress you the fuck out I, I have know. no comment on the kids child they're kids I'm gonna leave them out of could this could you but... imagine what that mom was thinking oh when she got gosh. that call no I'd probably be freaking out and reassessing some things I'd be freaking out I'd be like okay how am I gonna put these keys up higher cause, cause god damn. this is happening at 10 and 11 baby what is the later years well I guess like? she better not take her phone I'm just kidding <laughs> that's wild though I definitely chuckled reading that story but I'm so happy that nobody was hurt obviously oh for sure this has been a great night of stories but for now that's all she wrote are you ready to get into a nightcap tv recap yes i am cool so we watched the kardashians yes um so i I have a few takes on the episode i posted a poll to my instagram story um about you know a comment that tristan made in the episode where he was like oh you know chloe you think you're my or i think you're my person all of this Mm -hmm. stuff and i said do we think this is true yes or hell no I have to be honest here and I don't I don't think it's true what Tristan's saying yeah Yeah. I think that I I just don't think it's true I just don't and obviously I don't know Tristan but I love the show I like Chloe I feel like she has a really good heart yeah and she's a good person I think I genuinely feel like she's a good person and I want her to be freed from these damn chains yeah like it's just like if you like listen to what therapists and other people say it's like they're like it's they'll they will stop at nothing to like just keep clawing their way back into your life and I know Chloe has stepped up recently for Tristan's little brother, Amari. Yeah. And I think that that's fantastic. But, and that has nothing to do with my commentary here. I think she can definitely help out there. 
but I do feel like these these conversations is another form of abuse. Like mm-hmm. I genuinely do. Yeah, I definitely think he's like latching onto Chloe. Um, more recently, maybe even because his you know his mom sadly passed away, so that could even be it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the one thing I do like really much so about the Kardashians is I do feel like they have forgiving hearts. Um, but I don't want Chloe's forgiving hearts to be I guess taken advantage of again like I don't I don't want later down the line for Tristan to do some fuck shit again and then it's just horrible now I love that she's talking about recently she's drawn boundaries they're not intimate she's not gonna date him and I'm really looking forward to seeing Courtney Courtney's comments to Tristan Mm -hmm. um just to see like the other side too um but that was just interesting, I feel like, to end the episode on. Right. And it could even be like, you know, like once the person's gone, you're like, oh, damn, like I probably should have treated them better. Like it could yeah. even be something like that. Isn't that always But I happens, just want though. Chloe to move on. Like we're bring on Michelet Moroni or whatever the fuck like, his name damn, is. Can we get something else Where going? is Michelet Moroni? Like bring him back. It's, well, she probably can if she's got her cock block ex living in her house. That's like, true. I mean, and I'm not talking about Amari. Like this no. has absolutely nothing to do with Amari. I'm talking about specifically Tristan, Tristan. here. Yeah. Um, so anyways, there was a lot of good stuff in the episode. I had a really good time watching Kim at Harvard. Yes, that was so interesting. Yeah, we are really, this is probably something a lot of people don't know about us, but we're really into businesses. We always have been. Yeah. Um, like, we just always have been, even from we, the time we were kids. So it was, I wish we could have heard behind the scenes, like, more that went into that business. I know. Um, and I wish she could have opened up a little bit more about it. There's, like, a lot of influencers that have businesses and you never get to kind of see that side and business is something that's so difficult to figure out like I just wish we could have heard it I think that Harvard actually missed an opportunity with this like I understand wanting to be private with the course and not like the class yeah in the class and the classroom and stuff like that but I almost feel like they could have just got a webinar or something that people paid for almost like a uh what is it called? Help me. A masterclass. Masterclass, Yes. And I think that would have been very interesting. Um, Obviously skims has been crazy successful. Mm -hmm. And like some people are going to argue and be like, Oh, it's cause it's Kim Kardashian. But we've talked about it on this podcast before. Those products are fucking good. They are fire. And honestly, I need everyone to take an objective mind here. Think about someone that gets dressed up every single day for 30 goddamn years. Yeah you think that at some point you're not bigger you're not smaller you're not trying to squeeze into something you're not trying to make something fit you're not trying to be able to walk in heels all day she probably has some of the best tips and fucking tricks in the industry which is why not only was it shapewear it was also solution wear yes and it's good as fuck and i urge everyone to give it a try i Um, am it also makes me think about um just the thing with uh like Spanx, and everybody was like oh like skims it's just copying Spanx." i feel like she paved a a new way in the uh what is it called the shapewear industry anybody that's actually tried Spanx knows damn well that skims didn't copy Spanx, baby you need to use an objective mind and compare the products they know damn well you guys are just talking if you think she copied Spanx. she didn't it's completely fucking different um i wanted to shout out the pinstripe suit yeah 
Um, we had a mom that used to talk about her pinstripe suit. Mom was obsessed with her pinstripe with her suit. pinstripe suit from Jones, New York. Yes. And so when I saw the pinstripe suit, I was like, okay, yeah, she gets it. She gets this it. girl gets the it. The girls that get it. Later in the episode, we saw Chris, um, and Megan Trainer's music video. So cute. And this is Chris's second music video. Obviously, mm-hmm. she was in the Thank You Next music video for Ariana Grande. Yeah. Was she in any other music? videos probably everybody wants Chris Jenner at this point I mean other than the home music videos that they used to have all the time on the show yeah Yeah. she might even be in I don't know if they released one for the Christmas song that they did with Travis Barker but maybe maybe. who knows but I feel like it was so cute seeing Chris in the music video and I feel like she's really in her bag because she has so much fun doing that. I did think it was so cute and the thing that took me is those jewels were real honey yes of course course they they were were real real. what did Kim say on Ellen like you think that I would wear that my son would wear fake like Like, what yeah they were definitely real it was a really cute episode yeah um we got some more shows that we're going to be reviewing this week obviously Golden Bachelor comes on to night bachelor yes. in paradise will be on we're gonna do a recap on delicate um yes. even though i watched that I, I mean it was a good episode but i feel like i need more time to process yeah. you know we'll, we'll have a full recap coming at you live um in our upcoming episodes but um overall had a really good day thank you guys for tuning in yes thank you so much for listening sweet dreams